Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 357. I'm your host, Blaine Putvey, and I'm joined now by my co-hosts, Trey Wilson. Hello. And Matt Smith. Good evening. So, uh, it's been a quiet couple days. Nothing's going on. It's not like they handed out a Stanley Cup or nothing. Good day. I don't know. I stopped watching. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I stopped watching. I didn't care. Well, they did. And the Knights, true to their word, won a cup within the first six years. They did. And uh, all those fans being like, with those signs that said, it was such a long six years. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> the good, long you know, suffering good, fans. Good for, good for them, though. They looked into the future and said that that's what we were going to do. And they did it. So good on them, I guess. But, uh, you know, the, the Florida Panthers, um, they gave them, they, you know, they, they gave them a little bit of a run, but uh, they were so broken by the time that they got to the final. It was just, it was kind of a, it was kind of an easy, it was, it was kind of an easy run for the, for the, for the Golden Knights at the end. So uh, well, have you been noticing that all these different teams, they do these Cinderella runs, like the Panthers, the Canadians, and when they get to the final, they're out of gas. They're beat up. They just can't do it anymore because yeah. <clears throat> they're not as deep as the other teams. And their top players are targeted more. Right. You know, I'll say hats off to uh, to uh, Matt to Chuck, though. Uh, <laughs> with a broken <laughs> yeah. broken sternum and, like, guys having to put his jersey on for him and, skate, and uh, lace his skates and everything. And he still played. Good on him. But uh, tough smart, smart decision, though. Very smart decision not to play that last game. He's got to look at his long term. Same with Shea Weber. He couldn't do his own skates when uh, yeah. when he was playing. But you also got to look at, look at the teams that won in the final. They were over all millions over the cap in the playoffs. Yep. So their depth was not only deeper, it was more talented. Right. Like when you had like, like for instance, like uh, they talked a lot about Phil Castle, a lot about Phil Castle. He was a third line player, right? (laughs) He he played four games, the whole playoffs, right? Played four games. And he was a guy that sat pretty much sat in the, sat in the press box the whole time. Jonathan quick. He helped. He, I think he played 10 games total. If that for him, another guy gets his third cup. It's just, but like I say, unless they fix this cap, issue um this is what teams are going to do they're just yep. going to say oh mark stone yep. oh he was injured all year you know oh let's bring these guys in we can use his cap space and then what right before the playoffs oh well he's skating now it looks like he might be okay and sure enough kucherov yep. with tampa bay the year uh right. you know when they beat montreal it's uh and unless something's done about it teams are going to keep and you know what 
the teams are not doing anything wrong. They're 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 within they're the playing rules. by the, rule. the rules. Within the rules. So I'm not. That's not what I'm. I'm not complaining about what the teams are doing. I'm complaining about the fact that the NHL lets it. Like the NHL has to come up with a way and say, "Hey, listen, you still be got to be under the cap come playoff time." And it's going yeah. to change the whole dynamic of how a trade deadline goes and what teams go. Like, I mean, it's hard enough for teams to stay under the cap and be competitive, right? Now you have these teams. And then when you have a team that can find a loophole and go, well, this player's injured. And I'm not saying the player's not injured, right? Because they have to go through a third-party assessment in order to get LTIR, but once they're on that LTIR, unless you're the Montreal Canadiens, everyone's like, all right, he's injured. We're not going to look back at this. And, right. you know, Shea Weber got like two casts on each leg. And they're like, oh, we better check his legs. I don't know if he's really hurt. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and and that's that's the, issue, the only issue I have is that these teams that have been winning lately, Tampa, uh, not so much Colorado. I don't know if Colorado did it. I'd have to go back and look. I think they were over, um, but I don't know by how much. I don't think they did. I think they just had a strong team. They did, but I think they were over. Montreal was actually over by about eight hundred seventy thousand when they went to the finals. But you know, well, a lot of people thought that um, that Colorado was going to do it again. Was going to do it this year with Landeskog being out. Now we've learned yeah. that Landeskog is like very hurt. He could be. He could oh, be yeah. done. He, yeah, his career like he, could be over. It's pretty much already said that is uh, he's missing all next season. All next yeah. season. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Tampa twice. Uh, Vegas again. I don't know about Colorado. I'd have to look into it. They all use that cap thing and said, "All right, well, we we get these guys in LTR. We'll grab some. We get enough money to grab these talented players on on trade deadline, and hopefully by the time this playoffs start, our other talented guy will be back. So that makes your first, second, and third line pretty talented. Whereas a team like Florida, Montreal, and all those Cinderella teams, well, they got a great top." six players <laughs> you know yeah. our top line's really good our second line's pretty good we could use one more player to make it even better yeah top six and, and rely on your goaltending yeah and yeah. uh and give credit to aiden hill he had a great uh, playoffs too for he did. a guy who was like in the ahl what two years ago he played uh, i think he played, he played in the ahl this year yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah he, he did so i mean this year so and it just goes to show that if you got hot goaltending in the playoffs you're you're gonna win yeah, he's although, and he's, up, and he's yeah. up for a contract too. Yeah. Although Bobrovsky did play very well until they got to the, but then I mean they had Ekblad missing games. They had uh, uh, Monitor went missed a game for the uh, birth of his child. So they had uh, a couple of their top defensemen out too. So that's why you lose nine three. Yeah, they kind of gave up though. I found the last two games there was nothing. Florida had nothing. It wasn't even a pushback. Well, because they were beat up yeah. by that depth on the other side. And they were they were running around a little bit. They were trying to play uh, intimidator when Vegas was just calmly rebuffing it, saying we're we don't get we don't care what you're gonna do. We're gonna play our own game. Do whatever you want. We're gonna beat you. Now, if the Leafs were there, there's a new curse out, by the way. Any team who beats the Leafs in the first or second round loses in the Stanley Cup playoff finals. I think it's like five years in a row that's happened now. <laughs> I saw that on uh, on Twitter. Oh well. Oh well, Leafs. They, 
Leafs are already the favorite to win the cup next year. And if uh, of course they are, <laughs> that's not official, but just ask their fans. <laughs> yeah. It's our year. It's our year. Plan, plan the parade in October, <laughs> complain about the parade in uh, December, replan the parade in February, and then cancel the parade. They got to win. They got to win the cup to keep Matthews around for another, for a, uh, for a contract. Right. I, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if Matthew's gone before the off season's over. Would not be shocked. Well, they did go and get Shane Doan just to keep him. Yeah. Well, in hopes that they could keep him. Oh, yeah. Well, here's my question. How many cups and how many cup finals did Shane Doan and Brad uh, Treliving uh, take their teams to? How many playoff rounds have they won? I know Doan has. Doan's went to a final. I know that. As a player. As a player, yeah. Did he go to a final? Not a final, a conference final. Yeah, or she went to a conference final. But that, never went to a... that was that Cinderella run Arizona yeah. had in their yeah. one and one or second one. Yeah, I think they only made the playoffs like twice. I don't know. They haven't made it much. No, Calgary's made the second round a couple times. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to judge the Leafs based on what they look like in in October. Right now, whatever, I I could care less. The Leafs are the same team. They're the core. They're the core four, with a bunch of fill-ins, because <laughs> that's all they can afford. Yeah. A rotating, a rotating, <laughs> a rotating group of fill-ins. Because that's well, all they can afford. Their hope, their hope is that they could, um, do what the other teams have done, like Vegas and, uh, the the teams that don't have star goalies that have ended up winning. So they're looking at. Samsonov and saying, you know, hopefully we can get a tandem going and we can keep him t- uh, rested so he can get hot in the playoffs without having to pay him very much. They don't have the defense to do that, though. That's the problem. <laughs> like, there's that. Vegas had a good defense. Tampa had a good defense. Toronto does not have a good defense. That's their problem. And from that problem, we, we can talk about a certain problem that Winnipeg has. So in the news today, Sir Valley has confirmed the Jets chose not to uh, elect for arbitration with Pierre-Luc Dubois, meaning he's getting traded. It's he, a is good as, he is good as gone. Yeah. Bergie's getting his boy. <laughs> in L.A.? In L.A. Well, it all depends on what Montreal does at the draft, really. Yeah. Yeah. And that's this, this ties in exactly with what we were the main focus of the show and the rumor of the Canadians trading up either to fourth or second, doesn't matter, trading up. So to get Dubois, they need to give up assets to trade up. They have to do the same, likely similar assets if not almost the exact same deal, depending on what the other team wants. I mean, to me, trading to fourth doesn't make a lot of sense. It only makes sense if you really want to stay away from deciding whether you want to pick Mitchkoff or not. If San Jose does not pick Mitchkoff, or you know they're not going to. Um, Trading to second makes more sense to me, because then they're like, all right, we know we want a center. We know Carlson Smith or Fantelli. Are the top centers in this draft? 
Uh, right now, I guess the consensus is Fantelli, although I did see Carlson move up in a couple uh, to second and a couple uh, mock drafts that I've seen. I think Sebastian High is Kessel, Carlson second. Um, don't quote me on that. Um, uh, but, I mean, what's it going to cost to get that second overall pick? It's going to cost your two first round picks for sure. Plus, plus. True. So what's left to get Dubois? Their Why would you want pick? to get Dubois? Well, and that's and that's the next question because you're already getting a center. So now yeah, you have... It, it, yeah, there's, it's going to be a one or the yeah. other scenario for sure. Yeah. So now you've got Suzuki, Doc, and Dubois as your centers. Which is with, a pretty good one, two, three. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't see them playing one, two, three either. I see one of them moving to one would move Doc to the wing. To one the wing, Doc, yeah. I think Doc would move to the wing. Yeah. And uh and then you go from there. Uh but if you're trading and getting Fantelli, and I'm gonna say Fantilli because I think he's gonna be the second overall pick. I think so too. Um then you have absolutely no need for Dubois and Fantilli could possibly come to Montreal at the end of his college season if he wanted to um he may not even go to college right now there's debate on he's debating openly whether or not he's going to return to college then if he doesn't return honestly though he like he had a fan like a guy in his rookie year win the hobie baker and um and and have a season that he had with uh going to the world juniors he played at the men's championship as well um like he he had he had such a good year does he really need to go? Does he really need to go back to college hockey? But is he ready for the NHL? Or would he be better prepared if he's given another year in the NCAA and plays a bigger role with Canada at the yeah. World Juniors? Yeah, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say no to that. Of course, I would argue that Fantelli is close to being NHL ready. I would yeah. argue that. Yeah. I, I would not. I would not argue, or I would not be upset if Fantelli was in the Montreal. If they pick, well, we're, we're if they get Spitball. him, if they get the yeah. spit, and they they draft him, he was in the Montreal's lineup to start the season. That would not phase me, and I wouldn't yeah. bother me yeah. at all. And he's a big center. He's six foot two, six foot three. Uh, he can play the wing. Line, he can play the wing. You put him on a line with say Slavkovsky and yeah. Anderson, and the Canadians suddenly yeah. start looking. They're comparing. They're comparing this guy to a Nathan McKinnon, so that's a pretty good player. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. I right, suppose. So, I mean, it's like Blaine. You and I watched. Kind of thing. We, you and I watched him at the World Juniors. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think he had an overly fantastic World Juniors, but he definitely didn't hurt the team. He definitely nope. didn't. Like he didn't. He played a great two way game. Uh, he played mostly wing, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 He played yeah. center for uh, the last couple of games in a checking yeah. role. Yeah. So he took on whatever role the coach yeah. gave him yeah. without complaint. He's, he didn't, he, he didn't, he but he didn't well. need to be, he didn't need to be that guy on that team. And that's just it. And that's the point I was trying to get. Right. So he did not need, they had Bedard and Wright that were, yeah. uh, you know, and, and why? Oh, okay. And a very, yeah, Actually, he, he did very well. There's another guy that, will be in I think Laval next year, but yeah. 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 Um but yeah, I mean so trading for four though, I uh I don't know. I don't see the so my thought on four is if 
Will Smith's available at four. So if the top if if three goes if if the top three go Bedard, Ventilli, Carlson, and it's Smith, we know that um, we know that Ken Hughes has a relationship with um, with Will Smith, right? He was a he was yeah. a coach of his, uh, family friend, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, and and Smith's been open about that. He's uh, he's he's talked to, he's talked openly about it. Um, but is it worth is it worth making this trade or making a, a significant trade to move up one spot to to get this player when you look at the top five and the other player that would be available would be Matt Bay Mitchka or Zach Benson or Zach Benson or Ryan Leonard or whoever there's 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 a lot of different players that people were yeah. talking about, but the consensus say top five are the three players that I name one, two, three with Smith and Mitchkov. And I'd be okay with any of those players. Obviously you're not going to get Connor Bedard, but I, 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 I personally just don't see it. I, I don't I, see, I, I don't see the, I don't see the reasoning because if you don't get Smith, then you're getting, Matt V. Mitchkov potentially for for free. You're not giving up anything for him. You're just drafting him. And then as your core starts to develop, as some of these other contracts start um going away, uh guys like uh, Hoffman, etc., you're starting to get a little bit more money. Some of these other younger players are coming into your lineup, like a Joshua Wah, for instance. Slavkovsky's getting older. Then all of a sudden you bring in Mitchkov at 21 years old on an entry level contract, and he can jump right into the to a top six role. But not just that. If they're looking to trade to four, it's because they don't want to have the headache of picking Mitchkov or not. Right, and that's right. exactly it. You right. know. However, if you don't want to have the headache of picking, right, pick Zach Benson. Zach Benson's not going to. That pick's not going to hurt you. Well, in, my I mean, opinion, if the, in my opinion, if they're not, if they're going to stay at five, they're not, they're probably going to go with uh, Leonard anyway. Yeah. But, but they really do. If they're, if their goal is to add a center at the draft and the thinking is perhaps Dubois is there and they trade for him, that's a center yeah. or they trade up and get a center. So could it be, it could be Smith at four or Carlson. If you yeah. know, Columbus if, decides to go with Smith. If they're, if if they're focused on one player though, if they're focused on one player and they yeah. don't get that one player. So say if it's Will Smith, okay, I'll just spitball there. Say it's sure. Will Smith. That's the guy that they want at five. He's not available and they're not comfortable taking Mitchkov. And maybe they want to get as many assets as they can. Maybe they look at trading the pick. Maybe they reach out to a team like Detroit, who's got nine and 17 and be like, what would it take? You know, is 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 five something that you guys want to look into? That have to be something pretty big from Detroit. Yeah, like it have to be nine plus plus. Yeah. So, and if you do trade back, you're expecting who back there? I would say Reinbacher if you're trading that far back. Yeah, probably. He, and but he may not be there because Arizona is rumored to be very hot and heavy on him well then they could take that left-hander uh what's his name uh 
Simichev. Simichev. But then they got too many. Then again, you're no right-handers and 40,000 left-handers on the team. Right. But, it, now, but there's no shortage of uh, forwards that they can pick there either. Well, Craig Button uh, threw a wrench in the everyone on his list with uh, Pekka whatever the hell. That wasn't an actual list, That wasn't an actual list. So that was that's who he that, expects to be good. That's who he, that's who he expects to be good. It's not. It wasn't supposed to be a mock draft. Somebody well, okay. put, somebody put that out from TSN after the fact and put it in as a mock draft or put the put the picks beside what his what his were, and and uh, everyone just like we're like oh my god like so because when I seen that I was like what the hell is that yeah that, that, that's more of a potential <laughs> that's more of a potential uh, thing that he put out. Oh, okay. All right, Craig, now, you're off the hook. <laughs> but here's here's something. If you're if you are trading back, I don't think it's a defenseman they'd be looking for. They're still looking for size and skill up front. Yeah. If they trade back, they're getting one of those types of players that's a yeah. little bit further along. Yeah. Plus, well, I think they'll probably pick up on uh Dalibor Dvorsky. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, I was thinking that or if 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 Leonard drops, uh, maybe that maybe they would do that. Dvorsky's yeah. been on the radar all year. Yeah. Yes. And for good I, reason. I mean, we've watched him play yeah, several times yeah. live. He was very good. And when he played against his own age group at the U18s, he dominated. I do think, though, it'd be a mistake for Montreal to trade back. I think whoever I they're, they're getting, whoever they're getting at five is going to be a top six, high top to elite type player. Yeah, I truly you're looking whether, whether it's Leonard Benson, Smith, Mitchcup, doesn't matter who it is. Right, right. You're, you're getting, getting you're a, getting an elite player. You're getting, getting a top, elite. you're getting a top yeah. six, maybe top three player from all of these guys. Yeah. And the only other guy that might be franchise is the biggest question mark right now of the draft of where he goes. But is he franchise? I think he's got I think he's got that talent. I really do. I think he's got it. And not being able to see him play and him not being able to be on the international stage like some of these other players is 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 hurt him. But I think whatever team, whatever team takes a swing at him is going to get a very, very good player. And the further he drops, if he drops, some of those other teams are gonna kind of kick themselves for not taking this guy. Well, incar- incarcerate Bob from Twitter. Who? <laughs> hey, laugh all you want. This guy is really no, wrong. no. He's usually on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says that the Habs are hard in for Mitchkoff at five. Yep, and they're doing their due diligence as they should to as ensure that if that's who they're drafting, that's who they're going to have in three years. Well, now he wasn't. Sorry, he wasn't at the he wasn't at the combine. As he some will people, be at the draft, and he will be. At, he, but he will be at the draft. A lot of people freaked out. They're like, "Oh my god, he's done at the combine." all good but he will be at the draft and i think that is going to show him being there in person and not being on a zoom call or something like that is going to show his commitment and then when he defects (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we hide him in a church for a year (laughs) Uh, there's an argument to be made that they don't need to get after mitch because they already got caulfield you're essentially getting another player like caulfield undersized scoring winger yeah it depends on if you're think he's a next generational talent then you're getting someone much better than caulfield that's right 
or you well, think he's on the same level as Caulfield. That's the way you gotta, you know what I mean? Like, but, the, but at the same time, you have one of those on each of your each of your top two lines, or have the two of them play together on a power play. You won't see him on the same line because then you'd right. have like you'd have the Smurf line back again of Petrov, Koi, but just, Koy, but just, but just uh, imagine Murray. imagine them on the power play, right? It's gonna bring them maybe from last in the league to 20th? not last, you know, to not last in the league, right? Twenty <laughs> ninth, right? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'll be honest, I'm okay with whoever they pick. I'm really okay with whoever they pick. If they even if they, like, even if they take Reinbacher at five, I'm okay with that. I, I don't know. I don't know about Reinbacher. Like he he he's got all the skill. He's got I just he's I a, don't he's a defensive defenseman and that's yeah. what people are scared of. Right? Like no, but he it, but he isn't really. He he's is, not uh, he's got offensive upside and it's not fully tapped in, but the thing is are you drafting for the floor, the player's floor, or are you drafting for a gigantic home run swing that you might yeah. ha- completely whiff on? Yeah, I think uh, the only that, I think the only player that I'm actually um, comfortable with them taking outside of that top five that I named is Leonard. See, I'm Benson. Uh, I, I'm on the Benson train. I've seen it. I've seen him grow as a player and the short train. And, and uh, well, and, 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 and not much taller. No, <laughs> no. But outside the top five, he would be my he'd be my wild card if they don't if they don't leave with. Smith Carlson or Mitchkov, that that he would be my my wild card. I'm pretty confident Carlson's not going to be available at four or five. I'm pretty confident Columbus is going to take. Although I know Mark Scheig will say, "Hold on, now they still could take Smith," but I'm pretty sure Carlson's the uh... Columbus. I, Columbus wants to win and win soon. They want to be back in the playoffs. They don't want to do a rebuild. Well, they've. Car- uh... They went out and kind of revamped their defense core within yeah. a couple days, right? Carlson's so. a good big center. He's already playing amongst men in the SHL. Possibly could come over to the NHL next year. Possibly, um, I think that's who they're going for. Will Smith? I don't. I think Smith's a year or two away before he. I'd say at least two. I'd say at least two on the ice in the NHL. So, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with three years for Mitchkoff. You know, Benson or Leonard, whoever they pick, I'm okay. Actually, isn't Leonard Benson and Smith all playing together? No, Benson. So no, Benson plays. Uh, Benson plays in Winnipeg. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, right. Ben, Benson's in the CHL, not the yeah. NCAA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's okay. Smith, um, Smith, Moore, Gabriel Perot, right, and right. Um, in Leonard. Yeah, right. But going back to trading up, like we were saying, if you give up to trade up, you're going to give up everything you're going to want. Yeah. Or everything you're going to have to get, say, a Dubois. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's why, and that's why I'm thinking if, if Dubois is the target, you, you they're take, not moving. You, you're not moving and you're taking probably a winger to compliment that guy down the road, whether yeah. it, and, and yeah. that would be, and that would be Mitch Carver, Ryan Leonard. Yeah. So here's what I think is going to happen. I, uh, I think. Yes, the the uh, the Habs are doing their due diligence. They're doing all the checks. But when it comes time for the draft to begin, there won't be a trade in place right there. It all depends on who's available, what the, the teams think. If a trade is made to move up, we will not see a Dubois trade. But if the, the Habs are picking at five, I fully expect to hear an announcement a few picks later that Dubois has been moved. 
this is exactly what's going to happen, boys. Montreal is going to get Dubois, then trade him for the second overall pick. <laughs> right away. Just going to say, Connor Bedard, yay! And there's a trade to me. Montreal trades blah, 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 blah for Dubois. And then there's a trade to be made. Montreal trades <laughs> Dubois and blah, 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 blah. Four. Called it. <laughs> the no move. The no move doesn't kick in till July 1. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Montreal gets right. Austin Matthews from the Leafs and trades him to fucking Anaheim for the uh, second overall pick. There you go. There you go. Toronto gets Anaheim over Caden Primo. Toronto gets Caden Primo and hopes he can take him to the Stanley Cup. <laughs> True. No, I, I fully believe though that the uh, the trading up is their main focus right now because then you get a player who's uh, a, a younger, more cost effective, and under team control for longer, and he can be developed in whatever style they want him to be developed. Whereas Dubois is what he is. He might grow a little bit in his game, a little bit but not a lot and he'll be much more expensive and he's a little bit older. Yeah. It'd be really and, funny if this was just all smoke and mirrors by, by, you know, he's just like, Oh, I'm just going to talk about two. Hey, I'm going to talk about four. The next article is going to be like, they're talking to Columbus. <laughs> or, and, then, or, and then, and then Chicago you know, and Montreal have been on the phone for three yeah, hours. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And anytime right he picks the up the phone, anytime he picks up the phone at the draft, he's like, he's calling Chicago about one. I saw it. So that's what it's <laughs> well, extra large pizza on table seven. Yeah, he's, talking exactly. to, he's talking to Chicago. Look at him. Yeah. yeah. Anybody <laughs> from Chicago sudden, uh, picks up a phone. It's like <laughs> And then all of a sudden all you hear is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cues. <laughs> it's Bedard in a Habs jersey. Yeah. <laughs> No, you gotta have uh, you gotta have Ken Hughes coming out to make Vince McMahon's music and doing that. Oh, need to do that, that strut, yeah. <laughs> doing the strut. <laughs> Is it the Vince McMahon before he looked like uh, Ansel Adams? No, it's Vince McMahon back in the Stone Cold era, back in the Jack, like boy, back, back in, in the, the Jack oiled up days. Yeah, back yeah. when he was no chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before he looked like his face was stung by a bunch of bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I'll go for that. Uh, all right. Well, we're going off the rails. So how about we go with final thoughts? Uh, Matt, how about you? Um, I'm wearing a collared shirt, I think, on the show for the first time. So that's I something. noticed that. I did notice that. When you're, I'm like, it's, why is Matt wearing a collared it's not shirt? A, it's not a violent gentleman shirt. Um, how professional. For once. For once. <laughs> I'm wearing a collared Dress shirt. Dress with a difference. Dress with a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Final thoughts. Uh, I am very much looking forward to the draft. Uh, tickets for my flights have been booked. Everything is looking good. Uh, leave pass still hasn't been signed. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's only in two weeks. Um, but other than that, uh, very much looking forward to seeing you guys. It's been it's been far too long. I agree. It has. Um, Treg, what about you? Final thoughts? Same thing. Flight booked. Hotel's done. Leave pass is signed. Uh, <laughs> you have a better boss that, than I do. <laughs> we, we don't do a lot where I'm at. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just excited to go and get down there and 
see the draft. And it's funny how you said about picking up the phone because you you see all that. Blaine has to go, so I'm just gonna say final thoughts is uh, uh, yeah, can't wait to see the draft and see you guys and see what happens. Well, guys, uh, I really do have to go. There's some going on upstairs I got to take care of, but uh, I really appreciate. Oh no, buddy left. So anyway. All right, then I'll thin it. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a guy at the door and my, my kids were freaking out because they don't know who the hell it was. And he left. So screw him. Anyway, Treg, any more stuff? No, I just, yeah, I can't wait to see you guys at the draft. Anyone else who's going to the draft, come see us. We're going to be somewhere. Um, and it'll be fun. And I, I, all I was going to say was, Matt, when you're pointing about people picking up the phone, when you're at a draft, if you've never been to one, it's amazing because that's what exactly what people, as soon as they yeah. see someone pick up a phone, like they could be, or, just some, or somebody having a conversation, a conversation with over the side. Like we saw the, uh, Hextall and, uh, Hughes talking there for a while. So I'm taking pictures and tweeting. I also did one of Elliot Friedman and he thought that was funny, but, <laughs> um, and he never came on the show. He didn't. He said he would Elliot. I'm disappointed. Yeah. He's a busy man though. He's a very busy. He man. is. He is. So. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to the draft as well. And like Matt, my uh, leave pass is in, but not approved yet. Surprise. And I'm a chief. So <laughs> what do you do? Um, yeah, no, it's it should be a lot of fun going to Nashville. I haven't been there yet. I hear it's a lot of fun. So check it out. Uh, Laura Saba from uh, Locked On Canadians has given me a few... Uh, pro tips on where to go and find some decent food or shows. We got some too. A friend of ours was just yep. down there and they gave us some tips on where to go for good times. And I'll be, I'll be uh 14 weeks out. So I don't know how much fun I can have, but we'll see. We'll oh, see. you are going to be eating so much, so much barbecue. <laughs> it's okay. You're going to throw, he'll throw it up later that night. You're good to go. <laughs> It'll be it'll be chicken and rice for this guy. No, it's gonna be that's what all the that's what all the models do, right? So <laughs> well I got I got permission from my trainer Mason to relax that week and done. Just don't just don't go overboard. Okay. So nothing. Oh, if anyone knows of any good gyms in Nashville, let me know. Jim Bean. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we know where Matt's gonna be yeah. in Nashville. <laughs> His trainer, Jeff Daniels. <laughs> it should be, be a lot of fun. I'm going to probably be in jail. That's probably where <laughs> I'm going to be. <laughs> and uh, all right. So uh, for me, my final thought is Canada's forests make up nearly 9% of the world's total forest area. So when you're out or make, having a fire, don't do it when it's dry outside or you'll end up burning half a city down like they did here. Dicks. All of them. Whoever set that fire is a dick. You are what you and, uh, True. True. Big old bag of dicks. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I want to thank everybody. Ladies, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for sticking with us this long as we went completely off the rails. Uh, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for, uh, for all the interactions. You guys have been sending us all these emails, messages. We appreciate that. Keep them coming. And remember, if you're talking about it, 
so are we. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have faults. He had the same amount of faults as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.